0: Hello ladies and gents, welcome to Magpies Unrestricted, where we'll be talking all things Newcastle United. I'm your host Chris Simpson, and joining me as always is Cara Thieselthwaite. Hello. And stop me if you've heard this one before, listeners. Wolverhampton Wanderers and Newcastle United drew one-all <laughs> in a football match.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was a very close one-all, to be fair. It was the 90th minute that San Maxwell managed to get his goal, so he did nearly lose, if that makes it any better. Um, I but mean, not really. No, it was, it was a pretty... Yeah, predictable match, I think, wasn't it? Looking back, I suppose. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, it's our fifth one-all draw with Wolves since 2019. But I mean, really, I think the two the two, the biggest talking points from this game is really just two great goals, one from each side. The Ruben Neves uh, opener in the in the first half, just lashing home from 25 yards, basically typical Ruben Neves goal. Yeah. Um, and then, as you say, uh, Sam Maximum, in the 90th minute, likes to leave it late. What a hit.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. What a was hit on the volley. It yeah. could have gone either way, couldn't it? It could have just bloody skied it, but hey, it went in and that's that's what matters.
0: And then, you know, after all that, we then actually had the chance to win it. Elliot Anderson coming so close, hitting the bar with that header. Uh, I mean, there was like eight minutes added on, so it was like well into injury time. Uh, he almost snatched it for us I mean I think I think a draw was probably a fair result I think both teams had um, you know gave it a good go had had some good chances and of course Wolves thought that they'd made it 2-0 in the 81st minute as well um, though I, th- I think it, I think it was rightfully disallowed
1: um, yeah it was it was a foul he just kind of get elbowed in the back um, I'm not saying he, maybe he made a little bit more of a meal of it I think he would have gone down but I think obviously the arms in the air was making a deal of it but On the other hand, it
0: is it it is it is tiny little Ryan Fraser. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, And uh, I mean, yeah, I I don't think anyone can really complain about that. We've seen some much um, heavier tackles and nothing go um, Newcastle's way, and we've seen lighter tackles. You know, it's it's vice versa, really. So I think that one was fair. Uh, Unfortunately, Newcastle do appear to be um, back to their normal ways, being without. Wilson, Bruno and Shelby at the moment.
0: Yeah, a bit of uh, a few injury worries. Actually, just briefly, just to go back one step, to, just while we were talking about um, dis- refereeing decisions, I think it, it, we also need to point out you know, Fabian Share was, was a bit lucky to stay on the pitch as well. It was a bit of a let-off mm. uh, as well. But again, sometimes you, you know you need that look of the draw. Uh, and thankfully, in this case for Newcastle, it went our way, but as you say, yeah. In terms of the injuries, um, yeah. I mean, again, and you know, away a, a, a not an amazing side, but uh, a, Wolves have the potential to be a decent side. You know, away from home against them to get a point without, yeah, a few key players, I think is really useful. Also, obviously, we've kind of buried the lead here, listeners. But Alexander Izak, the new signing, obviously, we'll talk a, a bit more about him very shortly. But of course, he wasn't actually able to play in the end. We thought he was going to, but as it turned out, his, his work permit didn't actually come through in time, so he wasn't eligible to play. Um, so we, I think, with all that considered, you know, I think I think we did all right. Obviously, a little bit worrying as well at the end. Sam Maximani, just looked like he was holding his hamstring. He just didn't look very comfortable, even when he was sat on the bench, obviously came off in the final sort of minute or two.
1: Just feels left out with the other injuries.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so obviously we've really got to hope that that isn't anything serious as well, because he's had such a good start to the season. And yeah, with obviously Wilson missing um, in the short term, Bruno, hopefully he'll be back for Wednesday's trip to Liverpool. Hopefully, um, since I don't think it was anything serious with him, but... Mm. Yeah, we've really just got to keep our fingers crossed for Sam maximum At time of recording, there's been no news about his fitness. So, yeah, a little little worried about that one, um, but hopefully not too bad. But, as we've just mentioned, do have new signing to get on the pitch. Really exciting signing in Alexander Izak.
1: Yeah, we've said for ages as well about how Newcastle needs to make a signing like this. And he's from uh, Sociedad, where he scored 44 goals in three seasons and only 132 appearances. So, you know, that that's, that's pretty good. He's not, you know, reaching super massive numbers, but 17 in one season, hopefully with a team that Newcastle's building at the moment, that that is going to be something that can be built on. And he, he's still 22, he's 23 in September. So probably, you know, a couple of days after they've heard this. So, you know, he's got lots of potential. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, obviously you look at the price tag, you know, 58 million with another sort of 5 million in add-ons. And and, and obviously that smashed our transfer record previously. It was well, it was joint between Bruno and, and Joe Winton. Um, so obviously, you look at it. It is obviously a slightly eye-watering sum, and it's still kind of weird for to watch Newcastle splash that kind of money. But then again, we now live in a Premier even even setting the ownership stuff aside. We now live in it in a in a Premier League era where newly promoted Nottingham Forest can drop forty million pounds on it mm. on their new signing Morgan Gibbs White as well. So you know, I suppose that maybe puts it a little bit in perspective as well. But I think I think you've you've summed it up well there in that he's got great potential, but there is that that just the goal scoring, as you say, not not a bad uh, record at Sociedad. he was getting into double figures every season, but that's the bit of his game that he just needs to kind of really level up to really hit the top. You know that sort of top tier of his potential because uh, in terms of his potential, I mean, again, listeners. I can't claim to have seen an enormous amount of him play. I don't really watch Real Sociedad, <laughs> uh, to be honest. But you know, from what I've read about him, he's 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 a really exciting player. He's he's quite he's, he's a bit of a unique combination in that he's he's taller than Chris Wood, <laughs> but he's faster than Callum Wilson. So he's not like big and slow. He's yeah, exactly. He's mm. not just a big slow target man. He's actually. You know, he he can be good in the air. He's got the height, but at the same time, he's got the pace. He's got the technical ability. He can press. He can he can run. He can really sort of cause havoc for defenders. And to me, that and I'm sure people who have watched him play more than me, maybe they'll ridicule this. I don't know, but this is just the impression I get. Is that he's a bit of like a sort of Harland light. Obviously, he's not as good as Erling Harland. He may never be as good as Erling Harland, but. You know, Harland, you know, he's 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 big, he's strong, he's powerful, but he's bloody quick as well. And he's got the technique. Obviously, what Harland has that Izak doesn't yet is Haaland has that just deadly goal-scoring ability um, that Isaac still maybe needs to work on. So that's certainly something that uh, we'll hopefully see him improve over the, you know, in the coming years. Um, and hopefully maybe Callum Wilson can give him some pointers in that regard because... Callan Wilson is is a is a really phenomenal finisher. So if he can maybe learn <laughs> Callum Wilson's finishing, he'll he really will be a, a sort of complete forward player. But um yeah, really exciting player. And as we we've spoken all summer about how we need another forward um to go out and get a really, really exciting one. Um is is great to see. I think I think he's gonna be a really good buy for us. And as I say, yeah, hopefully if he can just add that touch of goal scoring more to his game as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he's got seven goals for Sweden as well. I can't remember if he said Nine goals for Sweden. Sorry, nine. Yeah, and and, uh, two at the Euros as well. So that's uh, a bit of experience. Maybe it'll give Wood something to play off as well, because he's still not really doing anything. Um, But all positive signs at the moment.
0: Exactly, and I, I mean to be fair to Chris Wood, obviously it was only against Tranmere. He did score in midweek. He, I mean, he started against um, against Wolves as well. Obviously with Wilson being out, uh, didn't manage to score, of course, but he did get on the score sheet in midweek um, as we beat Tranmere two one uh, to progress to the next round of the league, where we'll be playing Crystal Palace. Um, and to be honest, well, first we had to come from behind, uh, Elliot. Elliot Nevitt um, obviously gave them the lead in the 21st minute. Um, and then thankfully, a couple of set pieces, Lascelles, uh, and then Chris Wood, either, either side of half-time, got us back in front. And, that, and then that, that that was kind of that, really. And the main thing, obviously, was just to get through it with the win and, and progress. But um,
1: Yeah, it was good as well seeing, once again, Anderson given a chance. Hopefully, he will be your new homegrown talent. Then seeing him obviously playing the, in the league as well was was nice. Yeah, I think I think a lot rests on his shoulders really for the success of Newcastle's um, youth development team and um, and well, also or, or lack thereof.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, and also you know there's not a lot le- not a lot of time left in the window um, Yeah, Obviously, we'll we'll see if Newcastle happen to sign anyone in the last couple of days. But the one area we haven't been able to add to this summer at least so far I said maybe we'll do a last minute deal but otherwise it's it's the midfield um, but at least it's nice to see that if nothing else I mean I wouldn't complain if we got another midfielder in before it shuts but if, if, if we don't then at least it's nice to see that Anderson is going to get that chance because he really impressed that one loan last season it'd be really nice to see him start yes seeing seeing what he can do in a Newcastle shirt when he's given the chance and, and so he's being given the chances right now um, but yeah I mean it was it was a pretty brutal game actually as well I mean you would kind of you don't want to stereotype too much but maybe you expect it when you're away at a lower league side they're going to kick you a bit but it was it was a very physical one and that's obviously why Bruno <laughs> was out because he got injured in that game and really uh, I think uh, Kane, Kane Hemmings I think he was a bit lucky not to be sent off when he really sort of slid in on Carl Darlow I'm not
1: it's a good job, Darlow, as an engine, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, obviously, you know, strikers have a... You've got a right to go for the ball when it's a 50-50, but I, I'm not sure. I think that was at least a $60-14 favour, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I think he was a bit lucky to stay on the pitch, but as I said, the main thing is we got through it. Hopefully, Bruno's back for Wednesday because we're really going to need him um, away at Liverpool. But, uh, yeah, it's nice to see that we're, we're through and... There's a lot of all Premier League ties in the next round. We're one of them. But at least, you know, and Palace are a decent side, as we're about to talk about in a minute, because we've also got them coming up next weekend. But, you know, I say we're at home. Palace are a good team, but we could have obviously got someone a lot worse. Yeah. The, so you can't you can't really complain too much with that draw.
1: Yeah, the, the plane are playing a very much uh, it's a mixed bag. What, what they aren't short sure of is goals. I mean so far in the the matches that they've played, they they've scored a goal um, in every match but their first. So so far they're on let's do some quick maths. <laughs> well
0: they're on well that's the thing, you know, they're on four points from four games. And
1: eight goals in four games.
0: And when you think who they've played, I mean they've played Man City, they've played Liverpool, they've played Arsenal already. Yeah. You know, three really tough games in their first four. The fact that they're they're actually sat on anything more than like one one or two points. Is is really impressive. I think okay. it's
1: going to be a tough one. I think they are quite an aggressive playing team at times, and they have the ability to really clap back at any form of um, mistake in, in in Newcastle going forward. So,
0: yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they got a draw away at Anfield, which of course that's we'll be hoping to maybe emulate them yeah. on Wednesday before we play them this weekend. Um, obviously, that was helped by a red card for Liverpool with, with Darwin uh, Nunez getting sent off. But again, sometimes you need that look. And obviously this weekend we saw what happened, you know, they were two up against City and then going, but I mean, we, we know that how quickly City can come back from, a, you know, yeah, a you two goal to, deficit.
1: I think you have to take that loss as, you know, as a an outlier, but the fact they've still managed to score two goals, I think this could be quite, obviously depending on your injuries and depending on who can and who can't play. Um, I think this could be quite a high scoring match actually.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting one. I mean we we beat Palace 1-0 when we last played them in April, but it's one of, you know, they're one of those teams where every time we meet it feels like it could really kind of go either way. Again, uh, we will be at home when we play them this weekend, so obviously hopefully that's in our favour and it'd be nice because I'm just going to come out and say it now. We're almost certainly not going to beat Liverpool on Wednesday. No, they've... We haven't beaten them at Anfield since 1995.
1: And they're flying high on their 9-0 win over Bournemouth. Exactly. And um... we haven't
0: even beat them, even at St James's Park, since 2015. So, you know, we'll, let's face it, we're not going to win on Wednesday. So it'd be nice, um, really nice, if we can kick on with another win on uh, on the weekend against Palace. Because, not that I'm complaining, look, we're seventh, we're, un- we're still unbeaten. But we haven't actually won since that first day. So it, you know, it'd be nice to um, get the three points against Palace. But as I say, it's yeah, it's going to be a tough one. And yeah, we're going to have to just sort of see who who actually makes it onto the pitch. But hopefully, in the next couple of games, well, we're going to get to see Isaac in uh, in action. Um, Maybe even alongside Chris Wood up front, which would be quite interesting. Yeah, big man, big man partnership. (laughs) Uh, We'll (laughs) we'll see how it goes. Uh, Oh my my God,
1: your set pieces will be insane. (laughs) Yeah, you'd have like. Three players who are almost seven foot tall,
0: and yeah, and and hopefully with um,
1: got a basketball team.
0: <laughs> hopefully with Sam Maximan on the pitch as well, as I say, because he's played so well at the start of this season, and we're really going to need him, especially you know if if he can, if he, if he isn't injured and if he if he is fit for that trip to Liverpool, you know if he can kind of do to Trent Alexander Arnold what he did to Kyle Walker, then you know maybe we've got a chance of nicking a point or, or something. Um, but we're just going to have to kind of wait and see. As I said, at the time of recording listeners, we don't know whether he's injured or not. This is just, he looked like he'd tweaked something at the end of the game. And obviously that's a bit worrying when you've only got a few days to recover. I I think
1: likelihood is he's injured and you won't see him again until like September next year. Um, (laughs) But I mean, yeah, there's, there's been no news that doesn't necessarily mean everything is fine. Um, Probably quite the opposite, to be honest. Um, But yeah, it's just one of those. It's one of those things, isn't it? Um, Likelihood is it's a small thing. I reckon. Otherwise, it probably would have been taken off beforehand. It didn't really go down. He was just holding it. Yeah. Ho- um,
0: hopefully, uh, I mean, yeah. Hopefully, him coming off as well was more just precautionary slash time wasty type <laughs> yeah. type of move. Um, anyway, because I don't. I could be wrong, but I don't. Think I couldn't find any comments from Eddie Howe about like his fitness in his post-match comments.
1: No, and there doesn't hasn't been any news.
0: So hopefully that's a good sign, but we're gonna have to wait and see on that one. But uh, either way, we've got two big games coming up the end of the transfer window. So hopefully we'll have uh, plenty to report on next week when we come back. Yeah. In the meantime, guys, if you could please give the podcast a like and subscribe and a positive review, that'd be amazing. And we've been Magpies and Restricted. I've been your host, Chris Simpson. Thanks, Kara. No problem. And thank you, listeners.
1: Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Big Heads
0: Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.